Uh, we've got to go start with the Chelsea game, really, haven't we? Seems like a different era, doesn't it? Like the era of darkness, you know what I mean? And, uh, um... a, a time when Manchester United's manager didn't necessarily get his tactics spot on. We had a slightly negative approach and the substitutions didn't really help that much. Yeah, pretty much. Sums it up. Yeah, I mean, Ollie's just clearly the best Champions League manager of all time, right? I mean, there's no denying this now. You do kind of wish we could play Champions League games just like every week. And I suppose in, in, in a year or two we might be, um, but <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. let's get on to the Chelsea game. Let's just get that out of the way. I mean, there, was, there wasn't yeah, yeah, a yeah, lot to yeah. talk about, was there really? There was not. Just before we get on to that Chelsea game, hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Red Voices podcast. You've got me, you and Leonard and him, Paul, going to discuss... A couple of interesting results for United this week, make no mistake, beginning with that nil-nil game against Chelsea. I mean, I saw a lot of people very downcast and very frustrated with that result. And I guess in the context of Chelsea not necessarily looking too capable and also being very worried about conceding too many cheap goals, I think there was in a sense that, that those performances kind of cancelled each other out to a certain extent, didn't they? I don't think either team necessarily did enough to win, but we were probably going to be the team to get three points. And I guess... The only frustrating thing coming out of that is that Solskjaer didn't really put a little bit more effort into trying to get the victory for us. Yeah, I mean, I think he, you know, he had one eye at least on um, on tonight's game against Leipzig. So he didn't want, you know, he didn't want to start his sort of his in what it's his mind as his best eleven. Um, and Chelsea were incredibly defensive. Um, they made it and they defended well. To be fair to them, and you know, we, we created a few sort of half chances couple of moments of individual I wouldn't say brilliance but you know skill and their keeper had a reasonably good game but yeah I mean the, the over the, the word I just kept on coming back to was boring it was just very boring it wasn't <laughs> yeah. it wasn't Van Gaal levels of boring but it was you know it was sort of teetering on the edge of that so um yeah it was it was just a poor game of football it wasn't great. I mean, I think realistically it was a couple of great saves from Mendy that kept Chelsea in it. You mm. know, Dave wasn't necessarily really troubled throughout the whole game apart from no. what, one opportunity in the second half. And Chelsea, despite how dangerous you know that front three can be, I know Pulisic came on a little bit later on, but Havertz and Werner look like they've done pretty well so far. They settled in quite competently into that Chelsea forward line. So we kept them pretty quiet. I guess the only frustration is, as I said, that United didn't really go and try and take control of the game. But on the flip side of that, I can understand Solskjaer's reticence to really kind of push harder for that result. Now, considering how many games we've got coming up and get games against big teams, I can somewhat... You can you can kind of accept one slightly bum performance and one bum result in the midst of this run. You know, it, yeah. it's still a tricky bunch of fixtures United have got before the next international break. You know, it's Arsenal coming up on Sunday, followed by the trip to Istanbul in the Champions League, followed by a game against Everton. And those two league games are going to be particularly difficult. So I'm not surprised that United were somewhat ponderous in that performance on Saturday. Completely contrasted by the way in which United completely dismantled RB Leipzig tonight. What a performance and a result. Just unbelievable. I mean, I sort of went into the game quietly confident, really. Um, certainly confident that we wouldn't lose. But Leipzig, you know, they're top of the Bundesliga. They, they, they were a Champions League semi-finalist last season. They're a good team. They've got good players. They're well coached. And it, it, it looked like a really, really difficult fixture on, on paper. And mm, yeah. But yeah, United were just so professional tonight. Disciplined and then completely ruthless when they needed to be. Um, particularly, obviously, in that second half, it was it was it was a joy to watch. It was a really, really impressive performance. 
Mm. I, I know I said this when we were talking about the PSG game a couple well, last week, actually, because it seems so long ago. Time has no meaning anymore. No. Um, <laughs> when United were drawn into this group with PSG and RB Leipzig, and you know this has been mentioned plenty of times before, but Leipzig were in the semi-finals of the Champions League not long ago, and Paris Saint-Germain were very close to winning it themselves against Bayern in the final not long ago. So. You know, these are no European slouches, and we have shown up their limitations quite starkly in the space of eight days. It's been for a manager who is as tactically maligned as Oligana Solskjaer is, it's been really impressive. And as you said there, Leipzig haven't lost this season. I think their only result that hasn't been a win was a draw in the first game of the Bundesliga. You know, they're, they're top, uh, having won four and drawn one so far this season. They. Mm are no slouches and you could see from the first sort of hour 17 minutes just why they are doing so well domestically you know they're incredibly well drilled Julian Nagelsmann has got this incredibly intensive press that he's getting the entire team to build into and that's not easy stuff to do they're incredibly well drilled they're very focused they give United no time to get out and obviously you know saying United struggle with the press is not new but yeah, there were elements of that first half where it was looking slightly iffy I guess and I, in particular, in the, in the first 20 minutes, it was at least encouraging to see United try and take the game by the scruff of the neck, even though it was very back and forth for that first opening period. I thought the encouraging thing was that Oli clearly wasn't happy just to sit back and let Leipzig press the hell out of us. Mm. And, you know, it, it was in that rare moment where Fred was breaking up play. You know, one moment for Fred, who, uh, despite the terrible passing forward, actually won the ball twice to contribute to goals. You know, yeah. He gets the ball here, passes it off to Pogba, who finds a bit of space. And Greenwood, oh, it was inches, wasn't it, for that offside call? But a great run by Pogba, and it slips through. And the kid does what the kid does. You know, is is there any uncertainty when he gets through into positions like that? Not really. No, he's he's just a born finisher, isn't he? And he has he's been like this throughout his time at United. You know, all throughout um, his time in the youth system. And um, yeah, what a finish! I mean, it, he he makes it look so easy, and it really isn't. I mean, to sort of cut the ball across the keeper like that. Um, when he's running at speed, he's just he's ruthless, um, and he's and he's a striker. You know, he, he he's good on the wing. He's done well on the wing since Solskjaer gave him his chance. But this this lad's a striker, no doubt about it. No, absolutely. And uh, considering that he's had an awkward start to this league season and you know, this season of football in general, I think it was especially pleasing to see him shut out the noise and deliver in that way. Mm. And what an absolute player United have got in Mason Greenwood. I was about to say Marcus Rashford there, but that's also true. <laughs> yeah, two lads from, from the youth system and, and, and two sort of Manchester lads. I mean, it, it is, it is, there is something about players who come through the youth system that, you know, when they do well, it's just that extra bit special, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we could see with, with Greenwood from sort of day one, from his first match, he had, there was something about him. Yeah, he's just, he's doing it on the biggest stages now, so fair play to the lad. No, and I think the only uh, criticism you could perhaps give United at that first half after the goal was that we didn't necessarily try and continue on in that form. Maybe it was just struggling to deal with the Leipzig press, but we didn't really have much control of that first half afterwards. 
No. You know, I, I, I think partially, I mean, we know that United aren't fantastic at playing out from the press and there were a couple of occasions where we won the ball back and Fred and Lindelof both coughed up possession. But I think sometimes because we were trying to spring out so quickly, we weren't necessarily giving the man in possession enough options. So mm. we were too spread out and not necessarily close enough to the man in the ball to really be able to get, to get the ball out quickly. And that it meant that Leipzig were able to get the ball back again pretty quickly. The only problem was, for them, was that we were so disciplined with our shape. You know, even when we were playing with a diamond, which you really kind of... Well, would you call it even a diamond at times? Because, it you know, that suggests fluid, that Matic was at the... Yeah. I mean, it definitely helped that it was the two of Matic and Fred around the back four when we were out of possession. But when we were ahead of it, I guess Matic sitting back and Fred pushing on a little bit yeah. further certainly helped, didn't it? Yeah, it was really fluid. It, it was, like you said, really disciplined. We were very patient. And, you know, Leipzig had a lot of possession. We were struggling to sort of keep hold of the ball, but they didn't really create anything. I don't remember De Gea really making any proper saves in that first half. There's always a little bit of you that, that when United are playing in that way and getting penned back a little bit, you know, I think last season we would have conceded. I think we're really showing so much more maturity now and so much more discipline. And the fact that this team's been playing together now for for a year or most of them have, um, I think it's really starting to show. And you, you mentioned before that um, Solskjaer's been maligned for his tactics. And I, I think he's, and I've said this before on the pod, I think he's growing into the role of Manchester United manager. And I think he's learning on the job as well. He's learning what it takes to be a United manager. And he's learning... Um, you know he's a student of the game. Fergie always used to say that about him. And I think he's he's learning on the job how to sort of set United up. And I thought it was impressive tonight from the team and from Solskjaer himself. There are very good and maybe somewhat disappointing parts of the way that we set ourselves up in the last week, for instance. You know, three different teams, three different propositions. And for the most part, I think he's got it pretty well. You know, I think he's got it pretty much spot on. You know, the Chelsea game, obviously, aside, I think PSG we went up there we respected their front line and you know arguably we on a better night with perhaps a little bit better quality in front of goal we could have done even better yeah you know, martial still looked rusty tonight and he was certainly rusty in that first game against psg last week but in particular the way that we coped with the challenge tonight i thought that showed more steel than i think i've seen from united in some time in Definitely. terms of the fact that they, I mean, the easy comparison to make is if this game comes three weeks ago, four weeks ago, we're getting absolutely thrashed in that game, completely overrun. You know, yeah. compare and contrast the solidity and the stability and the positional discipline that United showed this evening up against that Leipzig press with the game against Spurs. It's absolutely night and day. You know, the difference in the application in particular as well and the confidence in each other is marked, isn't it? It is, yeah. And, and- I mean, I don't. I've not, I've not done a pod yet this season. I don't think, but um, I certainly didn't do one for the Spurs match. And the, the, the Spurs, <laughs> yeah, thank God, King lucked out there. Didn't yeah, you? Jesus. But you know what? The Spurs match. I mean, obviously, I watched that, and it, and it was it was gut wrenching. It was horrible, um, and it and it was worrying as well. But I remember, you know, I, I sort of thought to myself, well, this just feels like one of those games. It felt like one of those games. It felt like a bit of a one-off. United were clearly still sort of half, half-baked. half You know, no pre-season, all that kind of thing. We got, obviously, the man sent off. Despite that being, obviously, a horrific result and a terrible performance, I wasn't that worried about it. And I think Solskjaer's obviously, you know, he's really, he's, he's really concentrated on tightening up the defence since then. And I think he's done that well. 
the Newcastle game, I think, was really important after the international break, for, certainly for Harry Maguire and for quite a few of the players just to get a bit of confidence back. And you can just see now that the, this team's getting the fitness back. Um, and he's mm. using, he's starting to use his squad, I think, much better, certainly than he was last season, towards the end of last season, during you know, after the lockdown. And he has to do that, you know, and, and he's bought he's bought a couple of players and obviously got Cavani on loan for that reason. And he's starting to trust the likes of McTominay and Fred again. And, and that's going to be so important, particularly this season when there's so many games in such sort of short periods of time. You know, I've always been a big supporter of Oli, but I've also always accepted when he's made mistakes. And, and he quite often, my biggest criticism of Oli has been his in-game management and his substitutions, either not making the right substitutions or uh, making them too late. And I think he's even improving in that respect. And certainly subs tonight were... were we're bang on. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. And I think, you know, you look at various different points in terms of the way we manage that game and the way that he is starting to react to ebbs and flows of football matches in a more positive manner. It's encouraging stuff and it is especially given the way this season went. And we know that the 6-1 result was an outlier to a certain degree. You know, United were clearly undercooked, but it came on the it came at the end of a transfer window that had been, you know, rife with negativity for one reason or another. You know, fans were in, because we are so far away from the team these days, it's difficult to feel connected to what's going on. Mm. And especially with, you know, the club making ridiculous noises about who they were going to bring in and who they didn't end up bringing in at the end of this transfer window. It really sort of made a, a, it was a cavalcade of negativity coming out of the transfer window. So obviously losing 6-1 didn't help. The way that United have responded with three wins and a draw, in particular with, you know, the big win against Newcastle, a good win in Paris, and, you know, the result tonight, it's encouraging, you know, again. and, And it's... It's moments like this where you do start to look at what Solskjaer is doing against Nagelsmann, who's clearly a very good tactician mm. for his age, despite the fact that his fashion sense is in the absolute toilet. <laughs> that's, that's it's unbelievable. good stuff, you know. Yeah, I mean, it certainly helps when you can bring Marcus Rashford and Bruno Fernandes off the bench and they can turn the result and the scoreline as comprehensively as that. And I, I, but then again, before we get on to the other four goals, I thought there were plenty of other encouraging aspects to the game. I thought Lindelof and Maguire looked relatively solid. Yeah. They didn't drop a massive brain fart throughout 90 minutes, I wouldn't have thought. And that's the first time in a while I think I've been able to say that collectively for the two of them. Let's see who else was decent. Fred had a great game in terms of his interceptions, even if his passing going forward is still lacking to a degree. Wambasaka, great again, a couple of really good interceptions and Great challenges. One on Angelino uh, in the first half in particular. I thought in particular you mentioned the squad. I think the interesting thing is now that United have got options when it comes to midfield creativity slash solidity that mean that we don't have to rely completely on Fernandez. All right, albeit he did provide the spark in the second half to get us those extra couple of goals. Yeah. But at the same time, we still saw Pogba come into the side in a more fr- advanced role and with a bit more freedom and yeah. perform pretty well. You know, Van der Beek came on. Still, Rusty's not the right word, but I still think he's trying to find his position at the minute or at least trying to find his form to a certain extent. So it wasn't his greatest ever game, but I thought he showed glimpses of what he can provide. You know, his footwork is exceptional when it comes to close control on the ball. And especially when you're trying to pass out from a high press like we were this evening, that will really help us if we can get the right players around him to make sure we're using the ball and transitioning from defence into attack quickly and efficiently, which is what we're so good at these days. Beyond that, you know, it's 
incredibly pleasing to know that we didn't have to start our quote-unquote best 11 tonight and get a really comprehensive result. Yeah, against Leipzig, I mean, you know, to, to, to start that team, it, that, that that showed some... Um, there was a risk, you know, to, to, to leave out Rashford and, and Fernandes in particular. But I do think that the, the fact that we've now got players... You know, numerous players in in in, in sort of in each position, it creates competition and that that keeps players on their toes as well. Whereas, you know, even last season that there were quite a number of players who was well by the end it was pretty much every single one of the starting eleven. You just sort of, you know, it, it would be too easy. It would be easy for them to coast because there's no real no one really knocking on the door behind them. Whereas now, mm, you know, there's... speaking of coasting, Luke Shaw actually putting in several decent crosses and deliveries into the box for the first time in question mark. Well, yeah, <laughs> knowing that Alex Tellers is breathing down his neck, exactly. which is probably bad because he's just tested positive for coronavirus, which is why he's not involved. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, yes, that's just been released this evening. Right. So yeah, in the know, ITK. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. We have a small favour to ask, friends. If you're enjoying the show, please help spread the word. Leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Acast, or any podcast app you use. It's a small thing that helps shows like ours to move up podcast rankings and generate more listeners, and it would be hugely appreciated. Right, back on it. Rashford's first goal, United's second. Uh, Linesman very flag-happy. Good on Rashford for carrying on and playing to the whistle. But a great finish, and somewhat I mean I don't know if it's even luck I think Rashford's just held his line and his run magnificently to make sure that he's still in his own half when Fernandez instinctively just chucks it out in front of him but that was that was coming from United in a sense that they had absorbed a lot of pressure in the second half from Leipzig we mentioned chances for the visiting side and despite having that much possession and pressing so much and you know not necessarily banging down the door but certainly giving United something to think about I would say De Gea had one decent and important save to make during the entirety of that game and that was Canate that one the, the yeah the yeah post, it was Canate yeah. getting a lot of power after the ball deflected up into the air and it was pretty much point blank range it was a really good reaction to sip it over but that was the only time they really worried classic me. De Gea wasn't yeah, it yeah I mean another word for Dave I think he's He's been he's been good recently. Hasn't well, you he? remember at the end of the Chelsea game in the FA Cup semi final, I think all three of us agreed that yeah. it was time to take him out of the line of fire. He did, and ooh, he is making us reconsider. I'm not going to say eat words because this is football, no. and let's be honest, it can all fall apart in uh, a performance against Arsenal at the weekend. But he's showing the reactions and the solidity. And at least so far this season, he seems to be cutting out the mistakes that were such a big part of the second yeah. half of his season, which is really what you want, right? You wonder whether whether that's part in some part to do with the fact that he knows he's got a real competition now. He knows that if he makes you know two or three mistakes like that again, you've got Dean Henderson there just... Absolutely, champing at the bit to get in to take his place. So, um, I don't think it'd be just that. I, I mean, because it, it was always a mystery, wasn't it? Why David de Gea had dropped off so much? But it's just fantastic to see him. And it, it, you know, again, it was really for for a de Gea in form. That was a very routine save, but but he still did well. You know, and, and great concentration and great reactions. Um, so yeah, great. Mm. And speaking of great, Marcus Rashford not content with feeding millions of children across the country with a genuinely inspiring and heartwarming campaign. I mean, quick note for him for his work off the pitch. Footballers get such a bad rap for being 
out of touch and not being aware of what goes on in the local community and aware of the struggles of normal people obviously that's not going to happen with Rashford because we all know that he had a challenging upbringing with his mother and his family the way that he has responded and stepped up to the plate for kids up and down Mm. the country not only that the way he's conducted himself throughout this whole thing just been such a beacon of strength and shared so many inspiring stories but not only that provoked such a reaction across the country has been one of the most what's the word i'm searching for here inspiring doesn't really do it justice it's genuinely heartwarming it's wonderful fantastic to see what he's been able to achieve just by himself and i'm not saying that the british public just sometimes are completely incapable of you know random acts of generosity but sometimes in society you do need these people to be torchbearers to a certain extent to provide an inspirational focal point to remind people of the need to do good and to be generous especially during times such as these and my god the way he's been conducting himself and carrying himself and taking the political aspect out of this debate has been fantastic and then on top of that the man gets a goddamn hat trick as a substitute yeah taking a leaf out of Solskjaer's book wasn't he really coming on and scoring three goals Um, just yeah quickly on the, on the off field stuff I mean I think inspiration is the right word I, I remember saying a while ago we'd, I think it was during lockdown we were doing a pod and I, and I said I found Marcus Rashford inspirational and I sort of felt a bit silly as a 40 year old man or near, nearly 40 year old man being inspired by this young this young lad basically but and this was before it all, all kicked off massively with the, the free school meals thing and yeah, inspirational, and I mean, I think it was, I can't remember what day it was when he was um, retweeting all the, the different outlets who were um, promising food for, um, offering food, sorry, for, for kids during half term, but Lee, I, honestly, I was just like welling up every time <laughs> with every retweet, mm. I mean, it's, it is heartwarming, and I think particularly, you know, at this sort of time, with everything that's going on, and just the, the stark contrast between you know his behaviour and his class and the sort of cold-heartedness of those who are opposing him is quite something to behold. Mm. And then on the pitch tonight, I said ruthless earlier, but Rashford tonight to me, and it, it was—I think we've seen signs in recent weeks of him getting back to his best. And tonight it was—it was that sort of pre-back injury, Marcus Rashford. Mm-hmm. You know, that was just terrorising defences. And when he's when he's in that kind of form. I think he is genuinely world-class now. It's great to see him looking so confident and so buoyant and um, just oh, three fantastic finishes mm-hmm. tonight. Well, irresistible. I mean, the looking back at Leipzig's part to play in those goals, I thought it was really interesting that, you know, there was talk during the summer that Upamecano might be joining us or at least United had inquired about his mm. availability. <laughs> Oh, man dropped a bit of a bollock tonight. Obviously, one game does not a centre-back make because if that was the case, then United would be churning through defenders at a rate of knots. But regardless, he went on a big butt-gusting run uh, midway through the second half or so. And you could kind of see after that, man looked gassed. Like, he looked... He was chugging after that. And (laughs) positionally... Both of uh, Leipzig's centre-backs really struggled to pick up the runners in particular in that second half. And obviously it helps when you can bring in Rashford with like, what, 25 minutes left to go. And he just... I mean, that must just be horrific, mustn't it? As a oh, and this sort of form, good on. grief. I mean, Fred yeah. winning the ball for his second, United's third. And the way that Rashford is just able to 
take those moments and instantly launch into killer mode is remarkable. He did it very yeah. well last week against PSG and did it again tonight. The, the, his second, United's yeah. third, it was a, such a powerful finish, like an angry shot. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. But not only that, I think the thing I enjoyed more was that remarkable run not long after that. He can see Anthony Martial is very incredibly well paced and he's just thinking, no, you know what, man, I want this hat trick. And like, to be fair, in those circumstances, I kind of can't blame him. Absolutely, his ball, his um, close control was absolutely fantastic. He was, and this is what I mean by the sort of pre-back injury because he was during. I think so far this season, or certainly in the in the sort of first few games this season, he was trying to go on those runs. And it just wasn't really coming off. He was, you know, he was he couldn't get past the first defender, or he didn't have quite the confidence or the pace or the fitness or whatever it was. But now, you know, he just looked fantastic tonight. He, he, he just looked like he had the bit between his teeth. Which bodes fantastically well for United, obviously, and the, and I think um, you know the, the Leipzig players clearly were looking a bit tired when when United made their subs, and that played a part. But I do think that United's movement in, in towards the end of the game was fantastic as well. Mm. And obviously, again, Leipzig were, were were pressing forward; they were trying going in search of a goal. But yeah, the movement and the passing was 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 exceptional, and Rashford, Rashford's movement in particular was just. Like he's unplayable when he's like that. Mm. Well, I mean, if Nagelsmann had watched the uh, Newcastle game at the start of this run, just after the international break, he would have been very well aware that if you give United space when the game is getting stretched like that, and you just ease off a little bit, you'll get punished. And it just happened again and yeah. again and again that last fifteen minutes. And Leipzig just had no more energy left. Potentially, they just run out. It of was it. fantastic. But the positional so much, awareness it? just went out of the goddamn window at that stage. The penalty, Sabitzer comes on trying to turn the game and ends up conceding. <laughs> what was an that? awful penalty? Like the the. <laughs> the chutzpah to turn around to the ref and say, I got the ball, when he's basically just kicked Martial's ankles. The nerve, sir. The very nerve. And then not only that, Rashford on a hat-trick thinks, no, you know what, Tony, you need this. I mean, that that was a nice little gesture because Martial has had a tricky start to this season, man. I think he needed a goal. And it was a good move, a classy move to give the ball to Martial to stroke home number four. Definitely. And there you go, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a real sign of team spirit because, you know, Fernandez could have taken that penalty as well. You know, he's our penalty taker. Mm. Rashford's on a hat trick. And both of them have just said, no, you know, come on, Tony, you step up. And he, and he you know, he put it away, finished it well. Sure. And then to round it off, the fifth, good grief. I mean, again, Rashford with acres of space <laughs> in the penalty area, up Meccano nowhere near him, and he gets he has a chance after Rashford. I'm sorry, Martial was threatening this all night long coming in for the left-hand side, especially in the second half. He was really getting his dribble on and some really excellent passes. Straight to Rashford, has time to take a touch and blast mm-hmm. it past the keeper for number five. I mean, that was not a 5-0 game, was it, Paul? I mean, it was. Because it finished five nil. I mean, on a on a note of pedantry, yes, you are correct. But I'm talking in terms (laughs) of the actual flow of the game. You know, it was emphatic. I think, I think United. There was a stat. um, I can't remember who we were playing. It might have been against Chelsea. Anyway, United. um, I think are the top scorers in the last sort of 15 minutes in the Premier League this season. We do score a lot of late goals these days. It might be partly due to the substitution we can now, we can make now where we can bring fresh, fresh legs on and, and obviously we've got a lot of pace up front. It's a real skill to it's a great skill to have as a team. Um but no five no I didn't see that coming at all. Even at three no I didn't see it coming. Mm. But it just shows that United when that when they're in that kind of mood and, and things are sort of going their way, they really can punish teams and 
we just need to start doing that against teams who are sitting back. If we could do that, then we'll be laughing. No, absolutely. And it could have been even better. Uh, Bruno delaying and delaying and delaying that pass to Edison Cavani yeah. if he was clean through. We all knew he was offside. Nice finish from the lad. At least he knows where the goal is. Put it that way. Oh, he's just, I mean, in you know, as, as instinctive finishes go, he's, he's right up there. Mm. And you can see that against Chelsea with that lovely little first touch in United shirt where it, it, it was just pure poaching, wasn't mm. it? I'd love to see him get a goal and a start against Arsenal. I mean, I'm presuming that will happen because Martial's still dealing with that yeah. ban after the red card against Spurs several weeks ago. So yeah, I think there's a chance for Cavani to start. But I think what a result like this does, and not only that, the performance as well, and the game against PSG, it just puts into perspective that perhaps Solskjaer doesn't actually know right now what his best starting eleven is. There are options there. And... Typically, when a Manchester United manager in the modern era hasn't known his best eleven, that's been problematic because we chop and change so much and we try things out so frequently that you just lose all sense of coherency. And I'm suggest I'm not suggesting by any means we're going to be able to pull out the same performance against Mikel Arteta's side on Sunday, but there does seem a sense that United have different ways to hurt you now, and there's different setups that we can mm. uh, initiate in order to get goals and to make chances. And it just makes us a little bit less predictable because that's been such a big feature of United in the post-Ferguson landscape, hasn't it? You know, you know what you're going to get yeah. from us. You know, we'll struggle with the press. We might be decent on the break, but at the minute, it's just this flexibility there. You know, there is a bit more solidity creeping into the team in this last few weeks, and it. I don't want to say it bodes well because that just sounds so goddamn trite, but it's encouraging, you know? We've got some tricky games coming up in the next week before the next uh, international break comes up. And I realistically didn't think we were going to be able to make as light work as we have at these first two games. And, you know, we mentioned it before, but now we go to these games home and away, sorry, away and home against uh, Istanbul Baksahatsi here. And United should be looking to seal their qualification before they play Leipzig in that fifth game. Yeah, it'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? If you remember when we after Project Restart after lockdown, those first few games United played, we looked fantastic, and, and you know United fans were kind of drooling and saying, "Oh, you know, we're imagining great things for this season." And then it all kind of dropped off a cliff towards the end when we looked, started looking tired. But I genuinely think thought then you know I think that is 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 how United should be playing and that's how we should be performing we should we are in my opinion one of the best teams in the league I'm not saying we're going to win the league but you know I think we've improved on last season with the with the signings we've made and I feel pretty confident I mean it's going to be a funny season you can see that already it's, you know it's, it's going to be a bit of a crazy topsy-turvy season I think but I think we can take real encouragement, particularly from the, the performances against PSG and, and obviously tonight against Leipzig. I don't know if Arsenal, Arsenal are in the Europa League, aren't they? So are they playing away or home tomorrow? They're playing Dundalk tomorrow night at home. I don't know much about Arsenal these days. I don't follow them that closely. I know Arteta's a bit of a media darling, isn't he? And... Uh, well, to be fair, he's got some decent coaching chops. Obviously, he spent a lot of time with Guardiola, but... For the most yeah. part, obviously, they came back after the start of Project Restart and were to put to coin a term absolutely rubbish um at least for the first couple of games but they deservedly won the fa cup and despite a bit of a catfish result against leicester at the weekend there is some belief and some solidity there you know you will always waiting for the other for the other shoe to drop when it comes to arsenal in general because 
there's still this sense that their mental fragility slash unpredictability often will be their undoing in games like this. But it'll be a tough it'll be a tough ask. You know, Arteta's from what I've seen so far, I would probably say he is tactically more astute and capable than Solskjaer is. But at the minute you probably look out and say that United are in the better form and have the better players. So it yeah. could be a fascinating battle. And, you know, in terms of the actual uh, personnel used, you know, United are going to be off to Turkey three days after that for the Champions League game. So there's some interesting decisions yeah. to make, but fun decisions to make, you know, especially after a result like this and the way that United are giving us life, letting us feast after... Starting to purr. Indeed, yeah. I mean, good grief, it's been necessary, hasn't it? I mean, is there anyone else you want to single out for uh, praise in that game? I think everyone did pretty well, to be fair. Matic didn't really give the ball away too much, which is always nice. No, I thought it was just a really, really good uh, team performance. Literally from, from from sort of back to front, it was it was it was really impressive, um, and from from the bench as well, from you know the manager. It's been such a long time since we can bring good players off the bench. I mean, that was the strongest bench I've seen from us for a while. And the benches, you know, in the last couple of weeks have been really good. Mm. They've been really strong, and I think there's a lot to be positive about. As always with United, you know, I'm kind of reluctant to start <laughs> to get too carried away. Yeah, but I've really liked what Ollie's been doing from day one. Um, I believe in what he's doing, and hopefully this is the beginnings of sort of seeing it all come to fruition. Mm. And I, I, you know, this is this is nowhere near. I don't think it, this is where he wants to be. You know, I think he, he he's still got um, ideas in mind for, for more signings and stuff. So it's not like the finished article, but. I think, um, yeah, it's looking pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only other thing to mention about the bench was when was the last time United simultaneously put out a starting eleven that you thought, okay, yeah, that's pretty good. Then you might want to upgrade on one or two positions, but that is a team that can get a result here, combined with the fact that we had players on the bench who could turn the game if we needed them to. Absolutely, it's been yeah. a goddamn what, while, Paul. What a turnaround from 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 when he took over from Mourinho when it was just a complete shambles mm. to to that. I think that's progress. Now, just imagine if the Chelsea game had been before this RB Leipzig result and the way that we'd be talking about things otherwise. <laughs> uh, I don't want oh, to. Oh, good. That's fine. Right. Anything else to say? <laughs> Quick predictions for Sunday. Sunday. Um, well, I'm always going to predict United win and I think it's going to be 3-1. You know? I'm going to go for 2-1 and I think it's going to be scrappy and horrible and I think we'll scarcely deserve it, but I don't really care. Isn't that exactly as it should be against Arsenal? Well, yeah, especially at the moment, considering how backwards football is in general. <laughs> Just get the victories any way you can. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't yeah. have to be particularly attractive. It doesn't have to be particularly good. As long as it's functional and you score goals and the numbers go up, I'm happy. Me too. Great. All right, Paul. Cheers for your company tonight, my friend. Always a pleasure. Thanks, mate. Cheers. And guys, thank you so much for listening, as always, as you so studiously do every single week. But you know what? One thing you could do that would make sure that more people actually listen to us further would be to leave us a review on iTunes and a rating on any single podcast app that you have that offers such a facility. That would be fantastic because it helps us get lots of more listeners. And in the meantime, don't forget, you can get us all on Twitter. You can get Paul at Paul Gunning one You can get me at you and like this, Rich at Rich Red Voices and the pod at Red Voices MUFC. Have yourselves a superb week. We'll be back after Istanbul. Basahaxa here. Have yourselves a great week. Take care. Bye. <laughs>